Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Hello, friends. Amy Irvine here. I am very excited to have our guest today. I know I say I'm excited to have every guest, but today's special guest is Becky Partridge. You may recognize her name, but Becky is part of our team, and she has a very exciting event coming up in her life. Um, when you're listening to this, it may either be, if you're listening to the day of the release, it may be the day before her wedding. And if you're listening to it after June 1st, then she is officially married. Boy, when Becky and Colin started planning for their wedding, I was just so impressed with some of the cool deals that they found. And I hope that if you or somebody in your life has a wedding coming up, you save this podcast episode to refer back to. We also get into things like student loans and trying to come out of college with limited debt. So please join me in uh, congratulating Becky and her husband-to-be, Colin, uh, as they celebrate their new lives together and sit back and enjoy this episode of Wine and Diamond. As you know, she will mention her favorite wine. I hope you go grab a bottle. You are listening to Wine and Dime, the podcast that combines two passions, wine and personal finance, with your host, Amy Irvine. Amy is a certified financial planner and owner of Rooted Planning Group and author of Uncork Your Finances. You can learn more about Amy by heading over to the website, www.rootedpg.com. And now on to the show. Take it away, Amy. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime with Amy Irvine. Today's very, very special guest is Becky Partridge. By the time you listen to this, Ethan, she is going to be talking about some amazing tips on how to plan a wedding on a budget. We kind of joke around here in the office that Becky is our budget guru. She knows how to... I would say get a uh, every last drop out of every penny that she <laughs> earns and that she spends. And so I think you're really going to enjoy both getting to know Becky a little bit more and talking about her journey with wedding planning. So welcome to the show, Becky. Thank you. So this is exciting because I actually get to sit across the desk from Becky when I'm recording. And most of the time we're recording over the phone. So I get to actually see her, her facial expressions. <laughs> Um, so as you know, Becky, our, our, you know, our show is prefaced on the base that we want to talk a little bit about wine and a lot about finance. And as I do with almost every episode, I always like to know what your favorite wine is. It would have to be um, Lakewood Abbey Rose. Mm, did somebody get you hooked on that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who. <laughs> 
<laughs> She's got great taste. She's learned from the best. <laughs> I actually found that out. I think it was at your bridal shower. Your sister made some kind of comment about that's her favorite. I'm like, I think I started her on that yeah. little trend. <laughs> yeah. We'll keep that our secret. Now yeah. that everybody's listening now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, that that is a very good it's not too sweet it's not too dry it's you know if you stick it in the fridge it's not you know some wines when you stick it in the fridge it changes the flavor but if you also leave it out on the counter it's not going to be bad so i really love that it's a really good everyday wine so yeah thumbs up to that one and Lakewood is one of our favorite wineries anyway yep, so that's the only winery i've really ever been to <laughs> <laughs> So you're you're you've spent the last what year approximately with us, a little yeah. over that now. Um, and I think it was in the fall last year you got engaged, right? Um, fall of 2017. So yeah, did you before? I'm sorry, yeah. I misspoke. So you've been planning this wedding, especially the last year. You've been planning the wedding. Yeah, I set a date. I think last year, right? Yeah. <laughs> And there's been a few little comments here and there that you've made that, man, I wish I knew that when I was planning my wedding 25 years ago. They've had some really good ideas, and I don't don't think a lot of people are even aware of them. So I want you to share some of those hacks that you've come up with. But before we dig into that, it's kind of like one of those trailers. Here's what's to come. But first, <laughs> let's get the listeners um, familiar a little bit with you. If you wouldn't mind just giving a background a little bit about where you're from, um, why you picked this profession to major in, which I'm so excited about because you actually picked this profession, unlike many of us old ladies who have fell into it. <laughs> so just a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, um, I graduated from Arkport School in um, 2014, and then I went to Alfred State College, and I started out in the business administration program because I always grew up with business in my life because my dad owned or owns an insurance agency. And so I actually went to college thinking I wanted to do that, like take over the agency and working insurance. And then one of my professors said, I think this is what you really want to do is financial planning. So I took a class and I fell in love with that. And I'm like, yep, you're right. And so that's how I landed up or ended up in financial planning. Mm -hmm. And then you needed an internship. Yep. So that kind of is where the introduction would be when I yep. started. <laughs> yeah. So um, I had uh, Scott Dumond as a professor, and in the internship search, he said, reach out to Amy. And so I reached out to Amy to see if she had any internships. And I also um, reached out to a couple other companies and um, definitely knew that I didn't want to go the other route. Mm-hmm. And so then I turned that internship down even before Amy and I had finalized. And that's, that's a lot of courage because you yeah. don't graduate without that internship. So it's, yeah. a, it's a lot of courage and a leap of faith to say, I know that's not the right answer for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen with Amy, but I know this is not the right answer for me. That, yeah. that takes a lot of courage to do that. So yeah. you ended up doing some work with Kate first. You did some tax work with Kate first. Yeah. And then finished up your internship with us. 
Yeah. And I'll, I'll just step in for a second and say that when, as Becky was working through her internship, I remember going home one evening and saying, we got to look at the budget because I can't let her go. I can't let her finish her internship with us and be like, nope, that's it. Thank you very much. Because, um, I think unfortunately a little bit for Becky, she and I communicate very well with each other. And I say unfortunately because it takes a very special person to actually understand me at times. <laughs> and after working together for a year, it's almost like um, she's starting to finish some of my sentences and think like me. So I, that's why I say it's kind of scary for her. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> So you were, like I said, you were one of the lucky ones. You sort of chose this profession, um, did some research. You decided that you would stay with us. Um, and then in the course of things, you've started planning for this wonderful wedding. And uh, tell us a little bit about some of the mindset that you and Colin had as you edit and entered into this. We both went into it with a very open mindset of, you know, it's just one day. It is what it is. And not to get too worked up on, you know, all the little details and, you know, making sure that everything's perfect. Because at the end of the day, you know, as long as you have fun, who really cares? It is a celebration. Mm -hmm. But I love the, the fact that you're saying it's just one day because that's mm -hmm. the easy part. It's yeah. The 25 years, <laughs> 25 years into it. That's the challenging. And your parents have been married for how long? Uh, 25? Yeah, yeah they yeah, just celebrated that. Too. Yep. So, you know, if you asked your mom and dad, like, about their wedding, I'm sure there's things mm -hmm. they remember about it, but there's yeah. probably a lot of other more memorable moments, like the birth of you and your sister, and, you know, those kind of important yeah. things that they think of beyond the wedding. And mm -hmm. so, and you guys are also, you also are purchasing a house, and you've been aggressively remodeling that. Yeah. <laughs> preparing for after the wedding. Yeah. So you said you went into it with an open mind, um, that it was one day you weren't going to fret about the details, all mm -hmm. that. You wanted it to be fun, but you weren't going to be a bridezilla. Yeah. <laughs> but you also went into it with a pretty good idea of how much you were going to spend on this too, right? Yeah. Yeah. We knew, you know, we don't want to go into debt over one day. And we want it to be nice, but also not break the bank. Mm -hmm. so. I know when um, we were talking about, I think one thing that came up was your invitations. Yeah. So, you know, we knew that we wanted to send out nice invitations and have like matching RSVP cards and, you know, a little announcement that told people where the ceremony was going to be versus the reception. Mm -hmm. And, so there's a couple different websites that we looked at and I was comparing prices of like, oh, I like these one, these invitations. And I also like these ones. These ones are a little bit cheaper. And then I found coupons. So, and you are our coupon. Yep. <laughs> Cal and I, we sat down with two different computers going and we found as many promo codes as we could. And we would type in the promo codes because certain promo codes only take a discount on certain products. And we found the promo code that had the best discount, and that's the one we went with. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, you said that basically you found enough coupons to have just slightly over the shipping costs. <laughs> yeah, we got a ton of um, product for a fraction of what it would have normally cost. If you hadn't looked for those coupons. Yes. Mm -hmm. What were some of the other things that you when you sat down and talked about, we're willing to give a little on this 
you know, but not on this. Yeah. So we gave a lot on like decorations to have, you know, a better menu Mm -hmm. and venue as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, you're there more to celebrate than to look at and nitpick all the decorations. Mm -hmm. And we actually know of someone who got married a couple years ago and they still had all their like vases and everything. So we're borrowing those. They're the same color scheme. And so we also made Hobby Lobby our friend. <laughs> yeah. We would look through flyers and um, find what was on sale for that week. And they also issue rain checks. So if they don't have enough in stock, you can go and get it later for the same price. Well, I think that's a great point that you were saying, like the decorations, um, the venue itself that you picked is decorative in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, even goes to your point even more. Um, but that's not the food. That's not what people are going to remember. It's the food. It's the dancing. Mm-hmm. It's the fun part that they're really going to enjoy. Um, I know for our wedding, uh, we had it up at the pinnacle up in Addison or outside of Addison. And it's, you know, it's got this beautiful view. So we figured it was during the day, of course. So we figured mm-hmm. a lot of people were probably just sitting out on the deck and stuff like that. So why bother spending a ton of music, a ton of money on music when probably nobody was going to be inside listening to it. And we were right. Most of everybody was outside. So we were yeah. willing to give a little on that, mm-hmm. but we really went to town on the food. And I think you guys did too. Yeah. Yeah, like one of the things we're having steak, but we didn't want, like we want a good steak, but we didn't go top of the line because, mm-hmm. you know, we saved, I think it was like $5 a plate mm-hmm. by having good steak, but not mm-hmm. the absolute best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but people are going to remember that it was good. Yeah. And your caterer is a good caterer. Too. Yeah. That was something that I think. Yeah. When you and I were talking before, you decided because a good caterer with a good steak can be an excellent meal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we so, went with the steak that about he said eighty percent of people choose. Yeah. And and also the the venue in and of itself. I think you you ended up you ended up doing a little negotiating on that, didn't you? In a way, yeah. Yeah, because there were a couple different venues that we wanted. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of thought what would be the best for our situation. Yeah, and parking. Yeah. People, it's right know. in town. Yeah. So. yeah. Easy to get to. All yeah. Stuff. What were some of the other things that you um, sort of like I said, quote unquote, had wedding hacks on as you were planning? Because, you know, I do think of you as very frugal. Mm-hmm. Um for your age, most people aren't thinking the way that, you, and I don't mean to be judgmental about anything. I just noticed that you're very cautious about the way you spend your money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're also, you know, like an open bar. We're not paying for an open bar. We're buying kegs so that people can still have fun and mm-hmm. we're supplying something, mm-hmm. but not breaking the bank doing so. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing that we saved on is transportation. We're not, you know, going with a limo or a party bus to take us three blocks to where we're going to get our pictures done. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just going to use a minivan and going to pile in and arrive at at the ceremony. We'll all be there ahead of time, but the reception will show up in a minivan. That's That's fine with us. (laughs) 
Well, especially when you know what you're going to spend on the other item. Yeah. 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 And, and even like for a bachelorette party, you didn't really go crazy on that aspect of things either. You had yeah. a very nice bridal shower, yeah. which your sister did a very, your sister and your maid of honor did a very mm-hmm. nice job putting together. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. But it wasn't crazy wild. You know, those kinds of things. Yeah. Actually, we didn't even do a um, bachelorette party. And Colin didn't do a bachelor party either. Because, you know, we hang out with those close friends all the time anyways. So... You celebrate yep. it in your own ways. Yep. What were some of the, when you think about the, the planning process of things, what are some of the things that you are most proud of? Not getting too stressed about all the little details. Um... You know, people kept saying, you know, you need to have this done by this deadline. And you know what? We didn't. And it's all coming together and it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. I think that's great advice because Mm -hmm. I do think that people, and I know I've checked in with you a couple of times. How are you doing? You're like, doing great. Things are in pretty good shape. And I'm like, yeah, she's handling so much better than I was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that not getting stressed out is... It's good. And you guys are, like I said earlier, you're, you're remodeling a house that you bought from, from a family member, but you're remodeling the house that you bought and you're really focusing some of your resources in that direction at this point in time. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the hacks that you've discovered in doing that? Well, um, let people help you. Yeah. Um, a lot of times in your family, you'll find someone that knows even just a little something to be able to, you know, maybe not have to hire a plumber mm-hmm. or, you know, they might have a tool that you can borrow instead of having a rent one or buy one. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, go into that with an open mindset too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think the only thing I've ever seen you be, um, heels in the sand, drawn the line ever in the year and four months, I guess, that I've known you is you were moving in on your wedding day. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That is the only thing that I think you said. You know, most everything else, you sort of just roll with it. But that one was a nope, that's happening. Yep. <laughs> that whether house is done or not, we'll be there. And we made the deadline, so... <laughs> What advice would you give to people that are, I know, you know, don't, don't get too hung up on it. Is that probably your number one advice, but what other things would you suggest to people when they're thinking about this planning process? What are some of the things that you and Colin first sat down and did when you picked a date? Um, well, we just kind of threw a couple dates around and looked at the calendar and one of them was going to be my sister's graduation day. We're like, eh. Better not do that one. But besides that, we're just like, we'll pick a date. And if there's a venue open, we'll stick with that. Mm-hmm. I think you had a budget, though, too, didn't you? And you guys had a pretty deep, I mean, a little flexibility, but you had a budget going into this. Yeah, we wanted to keep it very reasonable. And we knew that, you know, our families would be helping. But we also didn't want them to feel obligated to give us any money or resources. Did you present the budget to the family members or did you, you just said whatever they give us, we'll work it into the figures. Yeah. Yeah. We just let them tell us what they were wanted to help us with. Mm -hmm. And they both, both sides knew that we're very frugal. So they weren't too worried. (laughs) 
<laughs> Where did you end up finding your dress? At Heart to Heart Bridal and Webster. Is off the clearance rack. <laughs> Because I was looking and their dresses were absolutely beautiful, but then I didn't like the price tags. So I went in and said, this is my budget. I need something off the clearance rack. And they found it for you. Yep. Yeah, it was more than I wanted to pay, but that was one of my gives. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was still reasonable in comparison to what? Yeah. If you hadn't looked for something that was on clearance rack. Yeah. Was it that it was an old season? Is that like technically what they call last season's dress or something. Yeah. Well, if it fits yeah. your body type and it looks good on you, then I say go with it. Yeah. And I think they called it an off the rack, mm-hmm. but actually in reality, they still ordered it brand new. So, so, so that's a little way hacked. Yeah. And say, this is my budget. Give me something off the clearance rack. And they yeah. did. Mm-hmm. I mean, you ended, up yeah. you ended up sending a little more than what you said was your budget, but they were more realistic than what was on the floor, per se. Yeah. But one thing to watch out for is, like, I told them what my budget was for the dress, and they kept the dress within that, but then the bell and, like, the bell on the dress, those equaled almost the cost of the dress. Okay. Yeah. they. I didn't see a price tag before I put it on, and I was like, yep, this makes a dress. And then I saw the price and I about had a heart attack. (laughs) So you had to take a step back and think, is this one of those things I'm willing to make a negotiation on? Or am I going to have to be like, no. Yeah. But I also went into it with mindset of, I've been setting aside some money, you know, every paycheck for the past, even before we got engaged, I started setting aside money for it. So I was like, this is why I saved. Mm -hmm. I can... I can give up some money. <laughs> no, it's an interesting point that you bring up that this is why I saved because mm-hmm. I know um, for not only myself, but for you as well as other clients, we're, when we're setting goals, a lot of times we'll say, okay, you know, we have a vacation fund or we have this wedding fund or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. So we set this money aside thinking this is what it's for, but isn't it amazing how hard it is to actually spend that money, even yeah. though that's what it was for? Yeah. <laughs> it very much so is because you're thinking I work so hard for that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's gone. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, so even when you said, no, this is, I'm, put, I'm putting that money aside. It mm-hmm. was a thought. It wasn't just like, yeah, I, you know, it was like, I worked hard for this. I put this money outside. Yes. This is a way I'm willing to spend this money, mm-hmm. but it wasn't just a whim of, okay, you know, I'm just going to spend this money this way. It was a conscious thought because you had worked so hard for that money. And yeah. I think you were what, three or four jobs when you were in college. Yeah. In college full time. Yeah. So you worked really hard for that money. Yeah. <laughs> when you were, um, so I have made a lot of comments about you just as a general rule, like, um, your parents have done a phenomenal job teaching you about money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, because of some of the things that you said and, and yes, of course, the coursework that you took, but you're not just, it's not just about the course we, that you took. It's also about the fact that your upbringing um, and the lessons that your parents have, have brought to you have made you very educated about money. Uh, is there a particular thing that you can think of that your mom or your dad or your grandparents ever said to you that so resonated and kind of was an aha moment? I think it was my grandpa. Um, they always, him and my grandma always got us saving bonds. And I remember we went and played bingo at camp one day and I won some money. First thing he said was, can you go get a savings bond? 
And then he explained why and um, how, you know, your money grows. And that was kind of the aha, like, oh, I could go spend my money, you know, on candy Mm -hmm. or I could go, you know, buy a savings bond. Mm -hmm. And I think that was kind of the aha moment. Mm. So he, how old were you at that time? Um, probably nine. Nine years old. Nine or ten. Wow. Maybe a little older, but. Now you have a younger sister. Yep. And um, do you feel that, did she get that same sort of vibe around money? Do you think that it, I mean, she got the education for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel that she, um coming out of college and, and actually graduating from the same program that you're graduating from that it's starting to sink in a little bit with her. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, she likes to spend money, but now she's also like, I need to invest and she's, you know, looking at all of her different investment options and yeah, it's definitely sinking in. Um, the, the thing that is interesting to me about you and Chris as an observer's perspective from the, not from the family is that, um, you came at it from a, what are you, two years apart? Yeah. Yeah. You came at it from a different angle than she's coming at it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting to see, again, I think every family has this like, you know, my brother and I are about five and a half years apart. And so, and my stepsister and stepbrothers are even younger than that. So we all um, grew up, you know, together, but mm-hmm. our money mindsets are extremely different. And so it's always interesting to see what, how two people handle the same information and, and when mm-hmm. it sort of starts to click with them. Yeah, how it clicks with them, even though it, you know, so one person can be doing it very differently. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's right or wrong. It's just different. So it's always interesting for me. Your parents, are, I'm sure, are very excited about this next transition, and I've heard that they can't wait to get your stuff out of their house. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my stuff and my cat. <laughs> Important things. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have a piano. Yep. And um, that was something I learned about you at your battle shower as well. Uh, Chris was, your sister was actually joking about it. And she's like, ah, get that thing out of it. <laughs> yeah. When did you decide that you wanted that? I took piano lessons in starting in second grade. Mm-hmm. And we had a piano, but it broke. And so I think it was two summers ago, I found one on the online marketplace and I went and bought it. And then I told my dad that we needed to move it into the house. So, so. once again, you found a deal. Yep. <laughs> and now it's going in the front room. Is that where it's going? It's going to be in our dining room. In the dining room. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then where the fireplace is? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Great, great yep. That. <laughs> that's where when we lived in the house before, that's actually where the piano was too. Okay. Yep. So Becky, you just mentioned that you lived in the house before, mm-hmm. um, this was your childhood house, like your first childhood house that you bought, correct? Yep. What attracted um, attracted you to back to that house in particular? I think a lot of the memories. Mm-hmm. And it's also the house that my mom grew up in. Oh, wow. And her dad, so my grandfather, he did a lot of little tweaks to the house and then he passed away before I was born. Okay. So still hold some of those memories. 
Yeah, one of the coolest things in the house, in my opinion, is that fireplace that your piano is going to be in. I think that's, yeah. you, you, no matter what you do with it, the actual design of the fireplace is quite unique. You just don't find mm-hmm. that in new houses anymore. Um, so I yeah. think that room is going to be a very special room, I think, from that perspective. Yeah. So um, is there anything that you've ever received for advice that you have thought, maybe it's not bad advice, but you thought, well, that in hindsight wasn't the best advice I ever received? Um, probably, you know, people telling you, you know, you're young, just go spend your money however you want to. You can always save later. And I think just hearing that from a lot of people, especially, you know, older people who you look up to. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people take that the wrong way. They don't realize it's a balance. Yeah. And yeah, she should have some fun. Like, you're mm-hmm. not working just to work. But there's also the longevity side of it. Yeah. And it's, it's about a balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you are getting more and more into helping people with their student loans. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you work very hard to walk out of college with a very small amount of student loans. Would you have any tips for anybody that's listening or for the kids that, of anybody that are listening um, around that particular subject? I mean, you worked hard for this. Yeah, definitely apply for all scholarships, even the small ones mm-hmm. and the ones that you think you don't qualify for. And especially if you're in like a small town, mm-hmm. do a lot of volunteer work, especially starting, you know, right from elementary school, because people in the community will see you out. Mm-hmm. Even if you're 10 years old, mm-hmm. they recognize that and, you know, you'll get, you know, kind of rewarded in a way for so doing some, that. Some of the things that some of the scholarships that you got, even mm-hmm. though, you know, they might not have been related in any way, shape, or form. The community members that were voting on the applicants could make the statement, I remember her when she was 10 years old and she was helping with blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's nostalgia is a piece of it because a lot of those small scholarships are small trusts Mm -hmm. as well. And they really want to make sure that the dollar that they're they're granting is going to somebody who's going to benefit from it is, is going to take it to a level of importance in their life. Yeah. yeah. And you also worked, as I mentioned earlier, four jobs Yeah, <laughs> while you were in college. Yeah. And then also like graduation party money. Mm-hmm. I didn't go out and spend it on myself um, on like material stuff. I put it towards my books and mm-hmm. some tuition. Mm-hmm. And you lived at home for a fair portion of college too. Yep. Yeah, I commuted for the full four years mm-hmm. to save a lot and yeah. went to a SUNY school. And you went to a SUNY school in addition mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I mean, those are, um, depending on what your priorities, for some people, they feel like they have to have the college experience. And I mm-hmm. always joke and say, I had the college experience and still lived at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's about what you want to, it's about that priority. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any advice that you would give the listeners from a, a coupon queen perspective? <laughs> yeah. Um, find places that will double. Not many places double coupons. Ooh, give us some hints. Like but Wegmans will double up to a dollar. Mm-hmm. And um, 
the Sunday paper always has almost always has coupons. So even if you only get one paper, get the Sunday one. Do you do you find online shopping you can find a lot of coupons too? Yeah, a lot of promo codes. But um also price matching. So certain companies are doing a little less price matching, but others are getting more into it. So it's kind of a balance. Give us an example of that. So um say that you find a laptop for um say four hundred and fifty dollars on one site, mm-hmm. but four seventy on another. A lot of times, especially like in store, mm-hmm. if you take the flyer in, they'll give you that twenty dollar awesome. twenty dollars off. I'm gonna start yeah. having her buy all her offers. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. it. She's in charge. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Um, and you know, my my questions when I end the podcast, you've heard this uh, asked many times, but when you you know you're you're thinking about what what is your definition of success and and this is this is hard because a lot of people that I ask this have experience years of experience behind them mm-hmm. where you've got a many you do have many years of experience but you've got all the rest of your life in front of you um, but what would you say is your definition of excel yourself yeah excuse me definition of success if you were your older self talking to your younger self? Um, I think being able to like um, go home at the end of the night and spend time with friends and family and you know, not have to worry about anything besides just living life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty good, defi- good definition of success. Yeah. Feeling like you're giving back and feeling mm-hmm. that you're important family is time with each other. Yeah. That's the one thing that we just can't, we can't earn more of. Right. (laughs) No matter how hard we try, we can't create it. (laughs) Absolutely. And when you need to really refresh yourself, when you need to clear your head and feed your soul, what do you do? Usually go for a run. I don't listen to any music or podcast or anything. I just run and just, especially outside, just nature and myself and just think and decompress. Yeah. That's a, you're, you're beating feet on the, on the ground, really do amazing things with mm-hmm. it, don't they? And then the fresh air mm-hmm. and even in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> Becky and I have talked in the past, like both of us hate treadmill running. <laughs> yeah. We'd rather put on a mask and really layers of clothing and go outside versus hopping on a treadmill. Just avoid it altogether. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great. I mean, uh, cold. Altogether. If there was one uh, final piece of advice that you would give to people, what would that be? Enjoy life. Life is too short. Mm-hmm. And you know, spend it with your loved ones because you never know when you're not going to have that time. Life is precious. Yeah. Well, we certainly appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. By the time the listeners are hearing this, you will be one day away, one day, or maybe even after or the day of. um, And we wish you 
wellness and excitement. We're very honored that we get to be a part of that special day with you. And we we are excited to have you on, on our team as well. So um, we did try, just for full disclosure, to get Colin to participate. <laughs> and he's about as gun shy as Brent is. So, yeah. <laughs> so two peas in a pot. But you can tell him that we were, and this is an inside joke, folks, so you'll have to just bear with us. But you can tell him this right here is the table. <laughs> and that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dine. You can contact Amy through the website www.rootedpg.com or Amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.